Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week, just like a compliment sandwich, we're going to put the positives on the outside at the beginning and end and the negatives in the middle. And by negatives, I mean the men's basketball team right now, (laughs) Uh, because we're also coming off of just having watched the Tuesday night game of Tech versus Ole Miss, a game where Tech just beat the defending national champs. And the number four in the country, Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah. Yep. What are they rebelling against? Beating Tech. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, they're, they're not, doing a very, not doing a very good job. The concept of winning. I mean, they just won the whole thing, but nonetheless. Yeah, they're not doing a good job at that either, I guess. <laughs> pretty stoked. Uh, didn't have a lot of high hopes going into this one, especially given that Bulldogs got their uh, got their asses handed to them by Nichols. In the last in one of the three days. games. Yeah. And, and that's probably where we should start with first is the three nickels games yeah. over the weekend. Three nickels is 15 cents. Fuck Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Nathan. Carry on. Yeah. There were three nickels games, only one on Friday, though. And speaking of numbers, there were nine Bulldogs on the field on that Friday night, but we may have only needed two. Jonathan Fincher only allowed four hits on seven innings to hold Nichols to a lone run on the night. Absolutely. Philip Matulia. Philip Matulia was only a triple shy of the cycle. Damn it. Also, he had two home runs. Here's the thing, though. He had two home runs. What happens if he just stops at third and refuses to go home? We were up (laughs) big by the time that's happened. So just stay there. (laughs) The triple, I will burn Rustin to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Eh, Damn. Either way, had he not thought of that, or maybe I'm just crazy, but Matulia led the Bulldogs to 11 runs on the night to win 11 to 1. Yeah, I mean, six extra base hits in the game, or seven awesome. actually. No, shit, eight, because yeah. there were six doubles and two home runs from Matulia. So, <laughs> six um, doubles. Yeah, six, six doubles. But no um, triples so, at all. Nope. So hard just to Just an all around great game from the bats. Uh, Matulia was just a. Uh, a Quiet four for five on the night with four <laughs> runs, five RBIs, and two home runs. Man, so, yeah, at, at any level, hit, hitting like that is at this level is pretty damn, pretty damn good. And uh, I, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was talk on Twitter and on Bleed Tech Blue about how Matulia can't hit against left-handed pitchers. He's a left-handed batter. Um, he had hit one home run in his career against left-handed pitching. And then on Friday night, he hit two home runs against left-handed pitching. So guess he figured it out. Congrats. I don't want to just gloss over what Venture did. I just want to give a shout out. That's That's insane. Was he, when was he pulled? He didn't complete the game. Oh, he pitched seven innings. Yeah. And only let up only 78 pitches too, which is a pretty, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty efficient. Yeah. And when you're up, ridiculous. When you're up big going into the eighth inning, it makes sense to take him out, put in Isaac Crabb, get him his first experience as a Bulldog, I think. I forget because I wasn't on last week. But uh, I think he pitched against BYU at some point in relief. That, that's fair. There were four games that, that probably everyone yeah. got, got in those games. But we saw what happened because Fincher had the only 78 pitches thrown Friday that allowed him to come in. Today, Tuesday, as we record this against Ole Miss and throw an inning in relief, get his bullpen session out on the field, which is the the inner 2019 Nationals fan of me loves that because that's what they did on their their quest to the World (laughs) Series. Uh, But it allowed him to stay fresh enough to be able to be useful on the Tuesday game against Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's a double win. And how many strikeouts did he have against Nichols? Just four. Eh, not bad. Four hits, four strikeouts, but still, I mean, 78 pitches, uh, very efficient. Yep. High number of strikeouts out. gives you high number of pitches. Sure. Too. So, I mean, if you can get those flyouts and ground outs, you'll take them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe the only run he gave up was the very first at bat. He gives up a solo home run to lead off the game. And then that's On the, the first only pitch, run Nichols yeah. scored um, in that game. So, you know, yeah, obviously getting settled in and, and going the distance was, uh, was great from Fincher on Friday. Yeah, and the, again, the bats helped too and allowed him to be able to be pulled in the eighth inning and not have to worry about trying to complete a game in, in a tough environment. But the bats only showed up in one inning on Saturday, and sometimes you just need one good inning to win the game. Tech scored their only runs on back-to-back home runs, a two-run home run, then a single shot to the uh, outfield fence in the fourth inning, but were held hitless in seven of the other eight innings. Uh, so strong defense and pitching were key in this one. And even though that nickel state got 11 hits on the night, they were only able to get two runs and it would have been more than two runs and definitely more than 11 hits. Had Logan McLeod not snagged a hotliner at third base with two outs Ooh. in the ninth to end the game. And that's important just because of who Logan McLeod is. He's the reigning conference. He was a defensive pitcher of the year, and he was only at third base for this play because Ethan Bates had shifted from third to the mound to pitch to get the save. Yeah. And Ethan Bates is a good defensive third baseman, but he is not Logan McLeod good. At least not yet. I mean, we're, yeah, we're not far fair. enough into the season to claim that yet, I guess. But my God, uh, I'll claim what I want. But yeah, when, when that hit came off the bat, uh, or when that ball came off the bat, I was like, oh shit, here we go again, right? <laughs> it's going to be tied where we're going to be losing here. And uh, nope, it was in McLeod's glove and the game was over before I could even, uh, before I could even blink, really. Yeah, and so Tech ends up winning the series by winning the Saturday game after winning the Friday game. And the final on Saturday was 3-2. to two. Nice. Sunday. Sunday. Uh, so now we're getting to the bad part of the sandwich here. Yeah, we're we're moving we're moving into the bad part here. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, to win a baseball game, you need either good pitching, good hitting, or preferably both. And Tech had neither on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it was a decent start from Reed Smith on the mound, but the bullpen allowed seven of the eight runs that Nickel State put on the scoreboard on Sunday. Uh, but that really doesn't matter that much when the bats just never get going. Five total bases on four hits, so. Three singles and a double is just terrible. Yeah, and Tech is blanked eight to nothing. Yeah, it sucked. It's a pretty ugly game. Yeah, and I mean, we only had eight base runners in the entire game, so they scored eight runs. <laughs> also heard that the uh, also heard that the ump was buttholes. Oh, really? Yeah, that was floating around on Twitter. Was, was that no, his family no, name? No, and since I said was, it was implied that he has died since then. So, um, <laughs> so one, no, his surname is not buttholes. And he is still alive. What, what I saw on Twitter were rumblings that he just wasn't very good. Yeah, 13 strikeouts for the Bulldogs on Sunday. Matuli only had one of those 13, but also after this old Miss game where I think he struck out three or four times as well, Matuli has been boomer bust to an extreme. He leads the team with five home runs, and we can't. I, I don't want to complain too much about his hitting when he's produced five home runs through eight games. But seven strikeouts ties for the highest on the team as well. Tech has struck out 53 times so far this year. And granted, their opponents have struck out 60 times. But it feels like strikeouts are a concern so far early this year. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a little concerned about the batting in general. I mean, going into this old Miss game, I think we were batting 230 as a team, and that's just not high enough. I mean, we we need to be getting on base more often. We can't be getting shut out at home by Nichols. You know, I mean, we just have to generate more hits. And uh, at one point during this old Miss game, it had been like 18 innings since we had a, a run scored. Um, because the last run we scored against Nichols was in the fourth inning of the second game on Saturday. So I think there's just, you know, we haven't quite figured it out at the plate yet. And uh, and obviously we can get it going, um, enter the five-run fifth inning against Ole Miss. But, you know, there, it's just a little concerning so far um, early on that the bats aren't really where we were expecting them or hoping for them to be. Yeah, especially a team with as much depth as we've been told it has of, okay, well, when our lineup shakeup's going to happen because there hasn't been that much production yet. And we just, again, beat the national champion yeah. defending team <laughs> today. So it's kind of yeah, hard to complain too hard. Yeah. Feeling a lot better now than I was uh, through the fourth inning of, uh, of the old Miss game today. Yeah. It's kind of a, a bit of emotional whiplash because Sunday was the first time ever in 32 total games played between these two teams, tech and Nichols, that tech was shut out. And the first wow. time Tech was shut out at the Love Shack since it was the old Love Shack in 2016. Mm. Wow! But again, we just beat Ole Miss, so who cares? Yeah. When we lose to and sometimes, you, sometimes you have a bad game, right? Well, so when we lose to Nichols in this College World Series, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd want that or not. Nobody, honestly, no, I'd, nobody wants it. But that means we get to Omaha, which is really what I want. Yeah, well, I mean, my door's open. Yeah, you should close it. It's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we move on from baseball, or I guess before we start previewing Northwestern, and this may be a short preview, what players and pitchers do we want to pick for the best from the past week? Which I guess were only the three games against Nichols. It's painfully obvious that I'm going to pick Fincher. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this week it's kind of Fincher and Metulia, and I mean, sure, there are other performances that were decent, but uh, those seem like the guys to me. Yeah, Fincher had the only lights out performance even the bullpen guys who came in uh landon tompkins was great on on saturday to get so that we're not just unanimous across the board uh 2.1 innings pitched four hits but no runs allowed in that three to two game that was crucial and then ethan bates coming in and, and finishing that one off was also pretty great as well but yeah fincher was definitely the highest performing pitcher this past week and i mean matulia was just hot especially on friday yeah and uh so Batulia was named um, CUSA Hitter of the Week for his performance. Um, uh, he went seven for eighteen at the plate with four home runs and ten RBIs uh, last week. So that's uh, that's pretty good. I think I think that includes the BYU game on Monday. Um, yeah, it does. But still, really good stats from him. So Landon Tompkins' ERA is now point nine six. Um, after I guess he must have given up a run at some point, but he was the only pitcher in CUSA who had a 0.0 ERA going into last weekend. So yeah, I mean, he, he did a good job too. Yeah. So after this, these Ole Miss games, which since we're kind of between the two, I don't want to spend too much time on, we can actually do a better recap of them next week. Uh, since we'll kind of know the whole story there. Tech will stay at home or, I guess, travel back home to take on the Northwestern Wildcats, not the Demons, because this is the Northwestern from Illinois. They are not in a great place. And I don't mean I don't mean like the outskirts of Chicago not being a great place. I'm sure their 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 campus Evanston is nice, is, but the baseball team is Evanston is a very nice part of Illinois. Okay. Well, they are it's 
too nice of an area to deserve this kind of performance from their <laughs> small team. Wait, is Tech going up to Chicago? No, they're coming they're down. They're really northwest. Oh, okay. Imagine going from Chicago, one of the best cities in the world, to going to fucking Las Vegas. Ugh. Imagine I mean, being the, in a better town. Is that what you're saying? That's what wow. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I'd much rather play baseball in Ruston this weekend than in a 37 degree and sleeting and raining uh, Chicago land area on Friday night for Northwestern, if I'm them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's um, worst Virginia all over again, but with baseball. Yeah, I'm actually uh, planning to go to the Saturday game. I'm hoping to pick up some tickets, hopefully in seats, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm, my uh, future sister-in-law will be graduating from Tech on Saturday, so I'm gonna go to her graduation and then uh, and then head to the the Love Shack for an afternoon baseball game. And hopefully, I'll see a win because Northwestern sucks. Yeah, they're, they they're are real bad. Oh, and six on the oh. year. And that includes a 24 to nine and also a 20 to five loss to Texas state in the opening series. Oh, yeah. uh, and I guess because of that atrocious start, their pitching coach, hitting coach and director of baseball operations have quote, stepped away from the program. <laughs> unquote. Yikes. That's, <laughs> I, I think I saw that they were like holdovers from the last staff and there's a new head coach, but like, Man, that's kind of that's kind of messed up to quit like a week into yeah, the season. Oh man, <laughs> they have a, a head coach and a volunteer coach is what uh, what I'm what I saw on Twitter. So I guess the volunteer coach gets to coach third base or first base. Uh, yeah, not going to go too in depth with a preview just because it's really early in the year. So a lot of times these early stats don't tell you the full picture. Uh, but I do want to mention there are four players that have started at the pitching position for this team so far this year. Uh, just to go over, I want to use their ERA because that's just the easiest thing to use right now, uh, even though it's not a great stat. But we go from Michael Farinelli, who has an ERA of 6.75. That's the best of the four starters, uh-huh. by the way. Matt McClure, ERA of 9.35. Luke Benek, or Benecci, ERA of 15.43. And then the final of the four starters, Grant Comstock, ERA of 16.87. These guys suck. Well, Northwestern was picked to finish last in the Big Ten, so it seems like they're living up to that so far. About to get relegated, Um, they'll do so poorly. (laughs) Western Illinois replaces them in the Big Ten. (laughs) Massey has them at number 262 out of 305 total teams. Yeah, Warren Nolan has them at 273. Just a, just below Northwestern State at 266. Oh, hey. They should fight over who gets to keep the state part. One of them has to stay in Natchitoches. The other one gets to go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this should be a fun series for Tech. Hopefully we can get the bats going um, you know, against a team struggling and without a coach, basically. And so this is before the... Ole Miss win and hopefully wins plural get added to the ranking calculations. But for now, Massey gives tech a 76% chance to win these games and predict final scores of seven to four. Uh, we've done Massey in the past with baseball. They don't break it down per game, assuming different scores. So they're all predicted to go seven to four Bulldogs, which, you know, I'll be a little sad if we only win these games seven to four, but I mean, a win's a win. Maybe it meant we're going to win by 74. Yeah. That makes more uh, sense. Okay. So how do, how do we think this weekend will go for the Bulldogs? Do we think it will be a sweep like it looks like it will be uh, on paper, or it's baseball? So I think it's going to be a sweep, but Northwestern's going to sweep us. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, I think it should be a sweep. Um, I'm, I'm hoping 
hoping for a sweep, and I'll go ahead and predict that. For who? Tech. Okay. Regardless of how the Wednesday go- game goes against Ole Miss, I think that there's enough positive momentum that we're able to, to carry yeah. over this, even if we have some off games. And while we fit, figure out our, uh, really, I guess it's our Sunday starter situation, um, and the bots and the bats stay hot enough, I think that, yeah, Tech is able to sweep the Wildcats. Yeah. All joking aside, I, I think Tech can can pull it out and get the job done and sweep. I mean, it would be a good good boost for the team. I mean, obviously Northwestern's not very good, but still, it'll be good. Well, you know a Tech team I don't have confidence in anymore? The men's <laughs> basketball team. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Two more losses this week against Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. Uh, we will not spend a lot of time in this area because it is just sad. And yeah, uh, six losses I, in a row. I mean, at some point, even talking about this team feels like kicking a dead horse. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll start out here by saying that I think Talvin Hester said in his press conference today that like they're, they're clearly still like dealing with the loss of, of, uh, of Kobe, like emotionally and mentally, and they haven't really figured out who they are without him. And so, I mean, yeah, that that's showing up on the court for sure. It does actually feel kind of nice just, I, I saw that same quote, I think, and it feels nice to see him give that answer, I guess, to him. It, it, it's not just, oh, yeah, we're still like the, it, it feels like less coach speak, more like, hey, look, this is what's happening. Right. It's freaking hard to lose your best player. Yeah. But if your best player gets injured, I feel like it doesn't impact the team the same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so to quickly jump through the Western Kentucky game, it was another game without Kobe and another slow start out of the gate. Tech quickly fell behind by 13, and Western Kentucky just looked like the better team throughout. The Bulldogs were able to cut the deficit to single digits early in the second half, but the Hilltoppers were able to survive the run and win easily, 76-66. to 66. Yeah, yeah. really, my <laughs> takeaway from watching this game, other than, like, why didn't I just go to sleep early? Because this was a CBS sports game, so it started at, like, 9 Eastern or something like that, uh, was that Isaiah Crawford is trying to carry this team. He ends up going 4-for-4 four four from three-point land. But it's he's not junior loft, and you can't just have this one guy and expect to do good things. Yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like he's finally healthy, and now we have no one but him, basically, yeah. to score and lead the team. Yeah, my my other positive from this game was that Ken, Kenny Hunter was pretty fun to watch, uh, and he's fun to watch when he's having a good night. Uh, maybe I just appreciate the big man more in a post junior world. But uh, at one point in the second half, he got a shot off and, and made around four hilltoppers swiping at the ball and trying to block his shot, which is just fun to see him. When when he's on, he's he's not the best player in basketball or, or even outliving Lofton's shadow, but it is fun to see the big guy be in control for a bit. Yeah, he's shown flashes this year for sure of some development that, you know, speaks uh, hopefully toward a bright future. And quickly moving along, we'll spend even less time talking about Middle Tennessee because all we have to say about this one is Tech shot 31% from two and 17% from three. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> what was even the final score? I, I was My parents were visiting this weekend, so I didn't watch any of this. 63 to 49. Somehow Tech only loses by uh, 14, uh, but they score a season-low 49 points. We played North Texas twice, and we didn't score this few points. That's disgusting. I think we only scored like 52 against them the first time, too. Yeah, and that was with Kobe, and so apples to oranges or whatever. But still, I'm taking this quote directly from Kay McGuire's uh, recap post on the Tech website. But Louisiana Tech had season lows in points with 49, field goal percentage with 27.5, and, and three-pointers made with three. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and preview this week's action. Uh 
who are we Turns playing? out we play the best were... team in college basketball, not the college oh, basketball, in Kusa basketball. <laughs> and uh, they seem to think they were the best team in college basketball a few weeks ago. And Florida Atlantic on Saturday at the Tech. But before that, the Bulldogs will also welcome FIU to the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, both these teams beat Louisiana Tech earlier in the year. The, these are the two teams that kicked off Tech's six-game losing streak, the first time Tech has lost six games in a row since I think Rupp was the head coach. A coach so far long ago, I don't even remember what his first Rupp. name was. Kerry. I just thought it was fun that him and I share the first four letters of our last names. Sure. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about him. But yeah, FIU, since Louisiana Tech has lost four in a row uh, to Rice, Middle Tennessee, UTEP, and UTSA. That's right, they lost to UTSA by four at home. Oh God, we're still going to lose to FIU, but uh, they are not a very good team right now. So it will be suck versus suck on Thursday night. Um, if you happen to want to watch this game for some reason, uh, then you can watch this game on ESPN plus also on ESPN plus will be Saturday against FAU. Uh, this is the team that was what? 24 and two when tech played them last or 23 and two, uh, they ended up beating tech in overtime that close game when we thought, Hey, wait, we may actually have something going here. Uh, FAU has since lost to middle Tennessee, but then rebounded against UTEP and UTSA. They'll face rice on Thursday before facing off against tech on Saturday. Both these teams, especially FAU, should be tech right now with just the lack of identity the Bulldogs have. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I'll go ahead and say Tech is gonna is gonna win the FIU game. Like you said, Nathan, they're just not very good right now. Neither are we, but it's at home, and I think uh, if if we can have any pride, it'll be to to win at least one of these to break the losing streak at home and not go out, you know, not go into the conference tournament um, as a loser of eight straight games yeah by the way we've fallen all the way to like the 10th seed in the conference tournament of 11 so uh not great hey every team gets in though yep we'll get in and promptly lose to somebody uh matt are you as pessimistic as i am of course i am tech's in the middle of a horrible skid i don't see them i don't see them getting out of it anytime soon a lot of irreparable damage done since Kobe left psychologically and to the game itself. So I don't think it's going to go very well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So let's leave this middle section of our compliment sandwich and head towards women's hoops who did go one and one on the week, but the one loss was to number 25 middle Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, started out Thursday night against Western Kentucky tech jumped on top early, but Western was able to keep it close throughout the game. There was some incredible defense and free throw shooting in the fourth quarter, which allowed the Texters to put away the game and win their fifth straight 70 to 65. And just some notes from that game. Kiana Walker scored in double figures for the 21st straight time with 13 points. She also passed Tori Harrison for number eight on the all-time scoring list and passed. For uh, yeah, for, for tech. Yeah. Also passed Janice Lawrence for number two on the career made free throw list. Um, Roberson reached double figures for the 13th time um, and fifth time in the last six. So good to see her getting healthy again. It is also now number 35 on the all-time scoring list for Tech. Yeah, and they weren't alone in terms of records being set or at least moving up on those all-time lists for Louisiana Tech. Lotsant uh, reached double figures for the seventh time, making it three straight games. That moves her to number six on the all-time threes make threes made list, uh, passing Deborah Williams. I think I talked about Deborah Williams on one of the uh, one of the where are they now posts. Oh maybe. yeah, that sounds familiar. Her name sounds familiar anyway. Yeah, 
But yeah, it, it's kind of an interesting thing, especially when you look at their record right now. I mean, they're what, 17 and 11, I think at the moment entering the tournament hot, but probably not with a ranking that these past few weeks kind of deserve to have. But these three players, Tech has a long history of great women's basketball. And so to see your number eight on the list in terms of scoring when it comes to Keanu Walker sounds pretty low. But when you're comparing them to past legends, this these are some yeah. great players who I think a couple of them are, are seniors and are on their way out. And I'm not excited for the men in Frisco, but I'm kind of excited to see the women make some noise. Yeah, and I mean, Keanu Walker right now in Conference USA is second in points per game with 17 and a half. She might win Conference Player of the Year because she kind of carried this team through that period where um, where Anilar Roberson was hurt. So, I mean, I'm not really as plugged into the whole conference as I could be, but I mean, she's up there in terms of the best players in the conference this year. Yeah, unfortunately, those three uh, women weren't quite able to bring Tech to a win over Middle Tennessee. Um, this was a back-and-forth game throughout with the Lady Texters going toe-to-toe with the Blue Raiders. Heading to the fourth quarter, it was a one-point game. After several ties, Tech grabbed the lead with four minutes left, but an and-one gave Middle the lead right back with two minutes left. It was 56-55. to Two made free throws from Annalar Roberson gave Tech a 57-56 lead with 92 seconds left, but a back-breaking three-pointer puts Middle Tennessee back up by two with 66 seconds left on the scoreboard. Keanu Walker ties the game back with two free throws, 48 seconds left, but Middle Tennessee's Ksenia Malashka, Malashka, I looked it up, it's Malashka, misses a layup, but gets an off, but her team gets an offensive rebound, and she gets a second chance, and she doesn't miss this time. 61-59 to 59 with only three seconds left, Middle Tennessee leads. Because of the way that uh, women's basketball works, we're able to move the ball to uh, past half court, call a timeout. Inbound goes to Keanu Walker, who turns to take a shot, but that same uh, Ksenia Malashka blocks the shot, and Middle Tennessee holds on to win this game. 61 to 59. Yeah. I mean, great, great fight there by the texters. Um, obviously you hope that uh Walker is able to get that shot off and would it have tied the game or was that a three pointer? It was a two pointer. So it'll tie the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously you hope that she can at least get the shot up in the air, but um, you know, great, great fight by the texters. And, you know, I think this team can make noise in the conference tournament. Yeah, I think so too. And I think last year proved that if you're hot going in, you can be hot all the way to the final. But I just really want one of our two teams to make the round of 68 even uh, and just I want to be able to watch March Madness and fill out a bracket and have Tech winning it, even though I know they won't. But I just I've been wanting to do that for years. I've been wanting to do that since I started at Tech and I haven't been able to for either team. And that makes me sad. Yeah, I think the Texters last time was 2011. Yep, right before I got there. The year before I got there. Maybe I'm the curse. Well, you know what you have to do. I don't actually. I left the school. <laughs> I don't know what you have to do either. <laughs> Turn in my degree. Uh, this week, Tech goes on the road to play FIU and has a 58% chance to win uh, 67 to 63. And then at Florida Atlantic on Saturday, uh, 60% chance to win 65 to 61. So pretty good chance to, to pull off both games here and go into the conference tournament, I guess, on a what seven and one run to close the season out. Yeah. Always tough to win on the road, though. That is true. Hopefully they're able to close it out and head into Frisco with as much momentum behind them as possible. Um, Yeah. One last sport to talk about before we head into the end of the show. Softball. Softball. Yeah. The Texters, um, 
they had a really good game last Tuesday. I think we talked about it a little bit last week because it happened right before Matt and I recorded. Um, so I guess I don't need to cover that too much, but uh, Tech fell to number 15 LSU at home at uh, the Billy, they're calling it, apparently. It should be the um, Dr. Billy. I still think it should be the Dr. Billy, yeah. Also, it was a sold-out Dr. Billy. Um, yeah, uh, really cool to see that. Uh, Tech was able to tie up the game in the fifth inning on a Brooke Diaz single um, to score Sierra Sacco, but then a home run um, and then an, another insurance run by LSU in the sixth uh, proved to be too much. I think Tech had some opportunities in the bottom of the seventh, too. Yeah, two left on base. Um, there in the bottom of the seventh that that could have either won it or or gotten you know made it a little more exciting but tech headed out to the south alabama tournament on saturday they beat tulsa seven to four and then lost to mississippi state eight to four and then on sunday they beat Furman seven to three and um and lost to the host south alabama two to nothing Mississippi State and South Alabama are pretty decent softball teams, both with Massey rankings in the top 70. Uh, meanwhile, Furman and Tulsa, uh, both less highly ranked. Tulsa is still a pretty decent school, ranked 109th, uh, but Furman is 200th. Where's Tech at? Tech right now is 100th. Oh. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy with that for the moment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so far this year, we've got four hitters over 300 um, average-wise. The OPSs aren't that high, but I don't really know what a good OPS is for uh, – for softball to be honest there's some over 800 but none over 900 so i don't know if that's good or bad or what but um sierra seco also 12 for 13 on stolen bases no one else on the team has more than three yeah. attempts <laughs> so uh she's fast apparently yeah it sounds like it either that or just very sneaky <laughs> yeah this week they'll play central arkansas at home on wednesday in the midweek game where i guess the day this comes out march 1st then I was going to kind of make fun of South Alabama for calling their softball tournament the South Alabama tournament, but then Tech hosts the Louisiana Tech Invitational. So, yeah. yeah. Um, come on, guys. Either get sponsors. I mean, we'll throw five bucks at a thing to change the name of it. Hell yeah. The yeah. GTPDD Invitational? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, actually, I actually really want to do this now for like. How much to sponsor a softball tournament? Softball tournament. Yeah. All right. We'll reach out. Um, and we get to invite the schools. We have to reach out and invite <laughs> whatever schools we can convince to play at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, and that may have been what happened this year because Houston Christian and UMass Lowell are the two teams coming to town. Tech will play both of them twice. Uh, first at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning against Houston Christian, then UMass Lowell following at 1230. And then on Sunday at 1230, they'll play UMass Lowell again and then follow that game up with another matchup against the Huskies of Houston Christian. Um, right now in the Massey rankings, uh, Central Arkansas, the midweek game, is they, they are a highly ranked team. Tech is not favored to win, but they are favored to win all four games this weekend against UMass Lowell and Houston Christian. Yeah, hopefully it can be a little bit of a bounce back week for uh, for softball after going two and three. You know, picking up four of these five would be yeah. really good. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Ooh, that was a lot of sports. And speaking of a lot of sports, if you're in Ruston, I just saw a tweet. Uh, Tech Athletics is selling a $25 general admission pass to all of the home sport events this week. So oh. you got three baseball games, four softball games, the two men's hoop games, I believe, are at home, right? So, yeah, 25 bucks will get you into all of those events general admission. Of course, I'm only planning to go to one baseball game, so I'll probably uh, not, not grab that pass. But who doesn't love a good deal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with all those sports out of the way, let's head to the Tweet of the Week. Evan, what's this week's Tweet of the Week? 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so uh this one this one goes to at Bleed Tech Blue, um, who quote tweeted a video of Illinois hitting a uh three run home run to take the lead from Southern Miss in their second game this past weekend. And on the mound in that video, giving up a home run is none other than good old Dusty Dickerson. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, ben says, is that Dickerson pitching? You've got to be kidding me. And uh, it made Southern Miss fans mad. And it made me go back and listen to Dave Nitz's call of uh, the last time I thought about uh, or saw Dusty Dickerson uh, pitching in a game. What a great name. And, uh, Dusty did. Yeah. Yeah. Great name. I mean, Not a very good pitcher. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess they didn't learn their lesson, you know. Um, but anytime he gets on the mound, I feel like our, our spider senses <laughs> will tingle and we'll just know that something bad is about to happen to USM. Yeah, well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or our other Twitter account that I don't plug as probably as often as I should at G-T-P-D-D underscore stats is the stat bot account that will tweet out for basketball, I had been doing lineup charts after the game is over and things like that. Um, I just kind of finished up work and I'm, I'm actually going to continue work on it for a little bit. Uh, but if you've ever been an old timey baseball fan of scorecards, um, I built a little script that creates a baseball scorecard after each game, probably the next day to kind of show how the players did during it. I'm proud of it. So I want to plug it here and those will be tweeted out at GTPDD underscore stats on twitter for now until you know twitter bots yeah. are shut down forever um but uh even if they are you can still go to our blog we control that entirely gtpdd.dog not slash anything just for the blog but slash shop for the shop where it is now march we're recording this on the 28th of february but this comes out on march 1st so there's a new baseball themed shirt of the month available and you should get it Ooh. yeah this will be announced on twitter too we're kind of changing up how we do shirt of the months for a little bit just to uh Bring back some old ones as well. That way we don't have to cycle through them. So keep your eyes on Twitter because there will be some news about how that works in the future. GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. I'm Evan. And go tech. Please don't die. You want to go coach for uh, Northwestern? You have some Illinois-based coaching experience, I believe, right? Yeah, I'll just pretend that I'm uh, uh, trying to learn the signs, but then give the wrong signs to throw the game. (laughs) Might not need to give that much effort. You may accidentally give them more runs that way. (laughs) Yeah.